0: I think our Nintendo's going out, bro. <laughs> I think it's time to go to the refurbished store and uh, buy a new one. I don't, I don't know. Hey, everybody, it's the Power Rankings Podcast. I guess I should welcome you in, or the Power Rankings Show, however you want to call it. And uh, I'm Elliot Harris, and I'm joined here, as always, with my partner and uh, a father. Uh, not only a father to a beautiful young girl, but a father to a, a dog that he doesn't give near enough attention anymore. Whoa. Uh, well, she's fine. Yeah, you know, you new dads, y'all forget about your dogs. They don't get food anymore. They don't get water anymore. Just kidding. He is at Marcus underscore Mosher. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. Should we, for the people that are watching this on YouTube and on Brinks TV, should we address our uh, outfits today?
0: No. Okay. I think we're fine.
1: Uh, all right. Week five, Elliot. I'm excited to get into it.
0: I am too. So uh, a couple things uh, about this week. First of all, we didn't pull a football card last podcast. We need to do that right away. Get some general accounting out of the way. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Ooh, this is a good one. Whoa, is that a 1990 Pro Set Pro Bowl card? It is. Is that 97 on the Seahawks? It's kind of hard to tell. A little blurry it, it, in my it is. camera. I think that's Rufus Porter. He it was is. like a, he probably made it as a, he's a linebacker, but I bet you he made it as a
1: special teamer that year. What's it say on the back? It said, named to the Pro Bowl as a special teams player in each of his first two seasons in the NFL while also playing linebacker, awarded game ball for special teams play in first uh, regular season game as rookie. Uh, he is a, oops, so, he worked as a chef in a Mexican restaurant through most of high school, loves horses and plans to buy one. Sweet, sweet. (laughs) It's kind of funny. (laughs) That's amazing.
0: Uh, Yeah, those are the Chuck Knox Seahawks and Chuck Knox known as Ground Chuck. But I think Sean McVay, I think tied Knox's record for the first five seasons having a winning season Uh, because Knox did that his first five seasons uh, in the NFL. Knox was a coach of the Rams. But when he went to Seattle, one of the things the Seahawks were really good at was special teams. They had another guy named Fred Young, who was a linebacker, and he made the Pro Bowl like multiple years in a row as a special teamer. So that was like a Seahawks thing in the late 80s. That's back when the Dome would get really hard. By the way, that's where the whole 12th man thing started from. The Kingdome would get super loud, and especially on like the kickoff and punt coverage, they'd go nuts. And the Seahawks were always sending guys to the Pro Bowl as special teamers. So there you go. How about that? What do you think of the Pro Bowl card? By the way, do you like having a separate card for the Pro Bowl? Team? Yeah,
1: yeah, they look pretty cool. I will uh, be honest here. That was not the first card that I pulled. Uh, the first oh, card I pulled okay. was a uh, 1990s uh, Leroy Butler rookie card. Oh yeah, but I didn't like want you to Leroy talk. Butler. But I didn't want you to talk about Leroy Butler. So I know you didn't. Go.
0: Yeah, so so I didn't. Hey, I so I know the NFL recently. By the way, we didn't plan this, but just reacting to it. I had no idea what card he was going to pull, but it was uh recent news that the NFL is junking the pro bowl game. Wasn't that about four or five days ago? The yes. Thank goodness. You saw that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We haven't talked about that at all. We could spend 30 seconds here, but they're going to do a skills chat, right? Uh, a chat competition. <laughs> How about a skills chat. I like that better. Just have yeah. like two quarterbacks going over. Yeah. I mean, each other in concepts <laughs> and three technique. Sorry, sorry.
1: Right. Uh, is that turning you on? Probably no, I not. just I hated the Pro Bowl. I've hated it for a while. So yes, get rid of it. Don't. I. You're know, the best part of it. Now we don't have nineteen thousand guys that were Pro Bowls because nobody else wanted to play at it. This is great. Yes, this is, this is awesome. Yes.
0: Do you know one thing that I did really like though about the Pro Bowl back in the day is the jerseys before they changed them yes, were, were really cool. The, the uniforms, the AFC jerseys.
1: Yes. I yeah, agree with, with,
0: with your own helmet. Um, I remember watching a Pro Bowl game. It was like after the 91 season and the entire front seven for the NFC were Eagles and Saints like Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, the Saints linebackers. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm like, wait a minute. There's only Eagles and Saints helmets here. What's going on? Anyway, we are doing our picks today. It is Wednesday. We do our picks as always. If you missed our power rankings, we have been doing those on Monday nights right after the game. So if you want to catch that, um, that's kind of an interesting podcast because I actually asked for Marcus's help on that. And then listening to it today, doing some film study, listening to it today, Marcus argues with all the picks pretty much and that thinks everyone's too high and then forgot that he helped me put it together, which is amazing. So there you I go. Mean, so, nobody
1: better that talking out, bo- out of both sides of his mouth than myself. So yes. Okay. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk some, we're going to start with the Thursday night game, right? Yeah, uh, Colts at Broncos. Broncos, three-and-a-half-point favorites. No Jonathan Taylor this week. No Shaquille Leonard for the Colts. It's going to be a tough one. Um,
0: mm. By the way, I should know if you're listening to us for the first time. I never know the lines. I don't look at them. I don't look at the over-unders. Marcus just gives them to me so I can react to it. Uh, First thing I'm thinking is, At first, I thought, well, that's kind of a lot to be favoring the Broncos, given the way they played last week and the injuries that they have. But you usually get three points at home. Mm -hmm. So basically, Vegas is saying, what? The Broncos are a half-point favorite against the
1: Colts. I could see this being a higher line, don't you? Seems a little low. There is some Russell Wilson missing practice on, I think it was Monday and Tuesday. Um, I'm not worried. I'm taking the Broncos here, especially you playing in Denver on a short week without you know a couple big guys in this game plus I think Patrick firsthand is playing amazing I just don't see how the Colts score a bunch. I'll take the Broncos to win in cover do you know what matchup is just awful in this game just
0: the, awful the uniform matchup no no although we could talk about the Broncos uniforms anytime you wanted about that they ruin every uniform matchup but uh the Colts offense as a whole against the Broncos defense
1: yeah, yeah it's yeah. Do the
0: Colts score 17 on offense, not counting like a kick return touchdown here.
1: That's I the number. No. That's the number I was kind of thinking they're gonna score. I think this is gonna be like a 24 to 17 game.
0: Okay. Maybe the Colts get a turnover deep Maybe. in Broncos territory and get a Maybe. field goal or touchdown off of it. But yeah. uh, okay, I'm going with you on this. I go Broncos to win and cover. By the way, the over under on this game has got to be low. I'm I'm saying like 42 and a half low.
1: 42, exactly. So, yeah, Yeah. you're right. Uh, All right. Next game. uh, Another one in London. It's the New York Giants uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Packers, eight and a half point favorites.
0: For a team that didn't play very well last week, um, and this is the London game, that's a little steep, don't you think? I think the Giants are just going to run the ball. Now, I know Green Bay has got a decent run defense, but Chicago sure didn't have any trouble running on them. Uh,
1: don't you think that line's a little steep? No, but be honest. Are you even going to watch a second of this game? Probably not. No, I There's no way you're waking up at 6.30 a.m. your time to watch this game. So, Not unless I have some cinnamon
0: toast crunch.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm taking so are you Packers. taking the Packers? Yeah, I take the Packers to win in cover. You know what? Oh, tacos. I'll go with you on this. Yep. Uh, next one. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Kenny Pickett will start for the Steelers. Uh, uh, I want I want you to guess the spread.
0: Bills by 10 and a half. That's my guess.
1: Bills by 14. I would there's no way
0: I would take the Bills to cover that. No way. This is the kind of ugly, stupid game that Pittsburgh somehow hangs around, and it's 14-7 to late in the third quarter, and the Bills have had fumble center quarterback exchanges. The punter dropped a perfect snap, then ran around and tried to punt. It gets blocked, goes for a touchdown. Am I wrong here? No,
1: I mean, this is exactly what Pittsburgh did last year. They blocked the punt, returned it for a touchdown. Josh Allen did not play well, and that's how the Steelers beat the Bills. I got Bills to win,
0: Steelers to cover, and I don't care how this color combination goes. This is a fantastic
1: uniform matchup. Uh, this is the first time in franchise history the the Steelers have ever been fourteen point underdogs.
0: You know what I'm going to say every time I tell every time we talk Steelers Bills for any reason. You know what I'm going to say there's only one memory that comes to mind. Stevie Johnson every time. dropping that Stevie, touchdown.
1: Yeah,
0: I was so upset. How upset? You were, were upset.
1: You? Oh. I was livid. Uh, and I loved Stevie Johnson. So did I. And it was, that's a game that Buffalo should have won. But Why don't you have any Panini, Stevie Johnson cards? Because I don't or really Panini have any from like the, back the, then. the early 2010s. Uh, next game.
0: This is an early 2010s. That makes me feel old. Like, is
1: that even a thing? <laughs> yeah, okay, I go think ahead. so, right? Uh, yeah. Elliot right. Harrison, uh, Eastern, or, uh, early season game. Chargers at Browns. The Chargers are three-point favorites in Cleveland.
0: I take no offense to that comment. I caught that. A little spear in the back from 400 yards. You're watching Texas this there. game.
1: There's no doubt. I know you are.
0: Cookies and cream. I just might. Laugh it up, Fuzzball. Uh, I will... Well, we got the Chargers favored by three mm-hmm. at Cleveland. That means Vegas thinks the Chargers are six-point... Um, especially if the Chargers aren't going to be able to stop Cleveland from running the ball, which... Remains to be seen. Ooh, um, believe What's let's talk? Can we talk injury situation? Because sure. both of these teams have had a lot of problems in that area.
1: Yeah, it seems like Keenan Allen will probably be back this week for the Chargers. Obviously, no Joey Bosa, no Rashawn Slater. For the Browns, I saw Miles Garrett did practice on Wednesday. Jadavion Clowney still likely out, but. Cleveland still without a lot of linebackers. Neither of these teams are particularly healthy going into week five.
0: Uh, This is really hard, man. This is really hard. This is such a walk away. I stay away from this game so hard. There's no way I would bet on this. I'm going to give a vote of confidence to the Chargers to win this game by three points.
1: I'll take the Browns to cover and win outright. Doggone it. Golly, that's hard. You that's trust? Hard. The, What's the? Uh, go ahead. Go you ahead. trust the Chargers coming to the East Coast playing a one o'clock kickoff game?
0: Not really. Yeah. Do I well. trust Cleveland
1: right now? Yes, no. I trust them to run. Uh, you know, the crap out of the ball. I, I do. Okay. Uh, next step. Forty-seven and a half. By the way, is the total? Uh, next game: Bears at Vikings. Vikings seven-point favorites here in Minnesota. You know,
0: this is the kind of game the Vikings fall flat on their face and they let Chicago hang around and they stink up the joint. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think Minnesota wins this game. I'm not picking them to cover. There's no way I would bet on this game because of Minnesota. Um, I also think this is a low total game. Uh, if Minnesota is really smart, though, they use their running backs
1: and Kirk Cousins has like 22 pass attempts. Yep. Uh Although, I think, I think you can get Chicago's secondary. They've got a lot of young defensive backs. I'm not backs. saying you can't get their secondary, yeah.
0: but did you see the way the Giants ran the ball on them know, last week?
1: I know. Minnesota's
0: got a couple of good backs, man.
1: Believe it or not, this is the type of game that I think we're going to learn a lot about the Vikings. Like, if they win this game, I know you could very easily dismiss it and say, hey, it's the Bears, it's no big deal, but it's a divisional game at home against a team you're supposed to beat. If they go in there and just absolutely dominate them... I'll actually start believing in the Vikings as a real contender in the NFC. But if they struggle and it takes a last-second field goal to win or they lose outright, that's when I start to get nervous. Dalvin Cook was dinged last week. What are you thinking
0: about him? Yeah, he's expected to
1: play. um, The Bears, we'll see about David Montgomery. I'm not super optimistic there, but it seems like the Vikings are relatively healthy. This might be a Madison game for
0: Minnesota. Maybe he gets 15 carries. Okay,
1: uh, next up. Uh, the Detroit Lions going to New England. Now, this is a this is uh, an interesting. I got to take my
0: sunglasses off for this. This is important.
1: Go ahead and guess the spread on this one.
0: New England's probably going to be favored because there's no no faith in the Lions right now. But if the Lions start scoring, there's no way the Patriots can keep up with them. I'm I'm going to say they're going to trust Belichick.
1: They have Patriots as minus three. Patriots minus three is the answer. Still no Mac Jones in practice. Still no Brian Hoyer. I mean, it's Bailey Zappi is a three-point favorite against your Lions, Elliot. I just hope,
0: Courtney, that you see this, that I get these things right on the nose, and Marcus, nothing from him. I <laughs> get Rufus guess. Porter making guess. it as a special teamer in 1989 in the Pro Bowl, and I get nothing. Nothing, but if I miss something, oh yeah, he's all over me. Let's oh, you guess. got this team too high, bro. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, I'll take the Lions to win. Here's the thing: I know you think I'm being a homer. For no, Lions, you're not. I, here's, I just don't, here's the deal: I don't know if how they to... get ahead by ten points, just because of a let's just say the Lions return a punt for a touchdown. Okay, how are the
1: Patriots going to catch up? How many yards rushing did Rashad Penny have last week? a lot, it's a lot. I think it worries can, me too. I think new England can run the ball better. That's why this is just a total stay away from me. I, if I had to lean somewhere, I would lean Detroit, but yeah, thanks Courtney. I, this is a stay away for me.
0: Yeah. I'm still debating whether to change my mind on chargers Browns. We'll get back to that. We'll okay. In.
1: Let's uh, go. Another game. I'm gonna have you guess a spread on the Seattle Seahawks at new Orleans uh, against the saints. Still no update on Jameis Winston. No update on Alvin Kamara. Seems like Michael Thomas is not going to play. Oh. What's, the, what's the spread here in this game? You
0: know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is even money.
1: You're going to be surprised because it is Saints minus five and a half.
0: No way. Seahawks to cover that all day. Am I wrong?
1: I, I, I have no idea. I, these are two of the th- uh, hardest teams in the NFL to figure out. Some weeks Seattle looks dreadful on offense. The next they put up 48 points. And I just, so I, have no, I have no idea what to expect from the Saints team either. Who we should also mention, they are playing a one o'clock game after playing in London last Sunday. Like most of the time when you play in London, you get a bye week the next week. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't know.
0: So we're looking at Winston Kamara and no Thomas, Probably. Don't you think the game's gotta be up for Seattle's offense at some point?
1: Yeah, and I think especially the Saints,
0: against this group in New Orleans.
1: I, I would take the Saints to win. I, win I could not goal. I could not take them to cover that spread though.
0: There's no way. No, win by field goal, Saints. That's what I'm going
1: with. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Uh the All Dolphins right. at the Jets, Dolphins three point favorites with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback because To have already been ruled out for this week.
0: This is another good uni matchup, by the way, kind of, if the Dolphins fix their uniforms the proper way. But this used to be a great 80s AFC Mm -hmm. East rivalry. Man, these were good games back in the day. Um, Then they got kind of good, again, when the Parcells era against Jimmy Johnson. These games were fun with little Marcus running around. Mm -hmm. Uh, When the Patrick Sertan Sr., was uh, he and Sam Madison. Do you remember that duo? I do.
1: I do. And they had, uh, was it Brock Marion at the time?
0: Oh, yeah. So it was Lewis Oliver, Brock Marion, Patrick Sertan, and Sam Madison going against the Jets receivers of Keyshawn and Wayne Corbett. Bro, this is some good football. Then you had Lavernius Coleslaw come in.
1: Yeah. as Joy Taylor's brother was on that team, right?
0: Hey, we can go all day. Who was the uh, Jets? So they had Aaron Glenn. Who was, uh, was it? coleman who was number 42 they're like nickel guy do you remember uh not marco coleman doggone it what was his name this All is right, a little bit before
1: Kerry rhodes right
0: this is before carrie rhodes something like the 2000 jets this this these two teams played maybe the most entertaining monday night football game i've ever seen in my life jets dolphins 2000 benny Testaverdi brings the jets down from like four scores to when jumbo Elliot catches mm-hmm. a touchdown. Do you remember this game at all? I do. In end yeah. zone?
1: I remember, yeah. I remember jumbo Elliot's eyes just lighting up when he uh, saw it on the jumbotron. I just moved to LA. I had no friends.
0: Um, I mean, not much has changed there. I'm watching some old traditional TV. A guy at the gym gave me sitting and it's like on my floor. I don't even have an entertainment center. And uh, I was riveted. Probably had some T Bell here to keep me company. Nachos, Bel Grande, beans instead of beef, and a bean burrito with a Mountain Dew. That's my order. Okay, let's talk the game. Uh, dolphins favored. I'm assuming, even though it's at the Jets, it'd be the point total that would be the issue.
1: 45 and a half.
0: Hmm. What's the, what are the Dolphins favored by? Did you say three, three and a half? Let me see if I could see it down there. Three I can't ever half. see yeah. our graphic. Uh, three and a half. You know, this is a tough game, man. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think I think this is going to be an under game. I'll pick Miami to win, but I would stay away from that spread. Do you think the Dolphins win by more than three and a half?
1: I do. You get easy Mike, to just say yes. It's 10 days break for Mike McDaniel. The Jets had some injuries on defense in week four. We'll see if Quentin Williams is going to play. They've got some injuries at linebacker. The Jets lost another offensive tackle this week. Max Mitchell. That means their top four offensive tackles are out. Dolphins have a pretty good pass rush. So I I would lean Dolphins here to win and cover. I just think, you know, and
0: I've told you this before, when you start playing the injury game, um, it can be, it can lead you astray, you know, uh, especially in these division games.
1: But when you 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 get to a point where, when you have so many injuries at one position, it's just really hard to overcome that. Like there's, there's not 40 good offensive tackles in the NFL. So when you lose four of those guys before week five, it's tough.
0: Miami to win and cover. Okay. Next game. <laughs>
1: All that just to,
0: just to agree.
1: Uh, the ahead. Atlanta Falcons at Tampa Bay Buccaneers Bucks are nine point favorites uh in this game. Excuse me, eight and a half. I'm um, eight and a half.
0: Boy, that's steep too. That's steep too, given the way that Atlanta's playing. Here's the problem for Atlanta. What a limit pass attempts run the football, try to play some sound defense with rested defensive players. Uh, it has worked so far, but I would say uh, Tampa Bay is going to win in cover. I think they're going to re- rebound from yep. last week.
1: Yeah, no Cordero Patterson for the the Falcons, and that just limits what they can do on offense. Kyle Pitts didn't practice this week. I know they don't even use him, but they're just so limited offensively. I I would take the Bucks there. Uh, all right. I'm with you. We still have two more one o'clock games with just a load of one o'clock schedule. The Tennessee Titans at the Washington commanders. I plan on watching exactly zero seconds of this game live (laughs) Uh, Titans, two and a half point favorites.
0: Yeah, I'll take the Titans to win by three in this game. I I think the, uh, I think I have a lot more faith in Mike Vrabel right now than I do in Ron Rivera's commanders and, the Washington's offensive line just isn't playing all that well, at least not in pass pro Carson Wentz needs to get the ball out quicker. Washington was able to run the ball on the Cowboys. The problem is when the run game is there, Marcus, the passing game isn't there and bat- vice versa. When Carson Wentz plays well, the running game isn't there like week one.
1: Yeah. And the commanders had some more offensive line injuries this week. Trey Turner, they're starting right guard. He's out uh, They're down to their third string center. They lost their number two receiver in Jahan Dotson. I'm taking the Titans to win and cover as well. Next game: Houston Texans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars seven point favorites.
0: You know, the, the Texans have played everybody really tough. So I would be, I would be hesitant to just automatically take the Jags. But I'm going to show a little bit of faith in the in Doug Peterson's group. I'm going to pick them to cover. This is another game that I don't really trust the, the over-under. Uh, I'm going to guess the total on this game is, oh, I'm going to go 43 and a half.
1: Right on the money.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I like the Jags in this game. I think Trevor Lawrence has turned a corner. I know last week he looked awful, but the conditions for that game were absolutely terrible. I think he's a little closer to the way uh, to the way he played against the Chargers, Marcus, than the way he played against the Eagles.
1: I will take Jacksonville to win. I uh, would stay away from that that line. Well, I don't Seven like point. it either. I'm just picking one, picking it, but I would stay away too. All right, fine. Listen, we'll we'll take Jacksonville to win in cover. Let's let's do it. Uh, all all right. right, three late afternoon games, and boy, <laughs> none of them are good. Uh, first of one. The 49ers going to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The 49ers, six-and-a-half-point favorites. 49ers winning cover.
0: Yep. That I seems don't trust pretty... Baker Mayfield or the Panthers' offensive line against the 49ers' front.
1: Seems pretty obvious to me, right? Like, how many points can you realistically expect the Panthers to score in this game? Like, if they get to 17, I think that's good, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I You know, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo even needs to play above average. Just play average. Play average, make the plays you need to make, and and you win.
1: All right, next game. Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. I'll have you guess the spread as well. As well. What do you think?
0: Well, the Rams looked absolutely awful. They look completely dysfunctional on offense. They can't run the ball. Matt Stafford's off. Uh, they make up for it by Allen Robinson not being involved in the offense. Um, the Cowboys look Pretty doggone good for the most part. Maher's making his kicks, which Uh we don't normally mention the kicker, but in the Cowboys' case, if you watch their football games last year, this was a real area of concern for them. Um, Actually, I love the way the Cowboys' line is playing in pass pro. Aaron Donald, though, is a major, Uh major matchup. Um, I'm going to say that the Rams are favored
1: by three they're just giving them the home field so this line has moved a ton throughout the week it started at six and a half it too moved high. to four and a half and it has settled at five and a half
0: too high dallas to cover now the question is can cal dallas win this game i don't have a great feeling about this
1: game i think this is um This has got to be like the kitchen sink game for the Rams, right? You just can't afford to go to two and three and look bad against two NFC contenders.
0: I'll take the Rams to win outright. I hate it, though. I hate it.
1: I don't have a good feel either way because I I could see Dallas's defense doing similar things. So could I. Yeah, right. It's just. We saw last week Cooper Rush had some throws that he was a little bit late, a little bit slow to getting to. You throw those against Jalen Ramsey, and those are pick sixes. So I don't have a great feel, but I think I would take the I think I would take the over in this game as it's only forty three.
0: I would definitely take the over on that. I take the Cowboys to cover with the Rams at five and a half. I take the Rams to win outright. We. I've warned you before, you gotta be careful talking matchups too much yeah. when you have a desperate football
1: team. And that's it, what it the Rams simple. are. Right. We we should also mention Dallas has a game next week against Philadelphia. I wonder if more of their resources and time are going to be spent looking forward to that game. Well, the Rams have to win this one. So I will take the Rams to win outright. All right. The only other four uh twenty five game this week, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals. Eagles, five and a half point favorites.
0: You know, this is a game that I predicted the Eagles would lose uh, a few weeks ago. Not anymore. The Cardinals' offense is, it really, It I feel like I'm playing Tecmo Super Bowl and I'm playing QB Eagles, uh, which would be Randall Cunningham, but they weren't allowed to use his name and just running around okay. and making things happen. Um, Oh man, that designed Randall Cunningham run to the top. I don't know if you ever played Tecmo Super Bowl, uh, yeah. it's very hard to stop. If you tried to be a linebacker, you you'd peel try to peel off your blocker and you'd go and you'd tackle Cunningham at the top of the screen, but then some dude would come knock you off of Cunningham while you were trying to grapple him down. It was the most frustrating
1: thing. Wait, ever. did you just all ask that me, analysis? Did you ask me uh-huh. if I played uh Techmo Bowl? I did. That was a dumb question. I, mean, I realize our intro is pretty similar to a tech mobile. <laughs> our yeah, helmets on the side here are similar to tech mobile.
0: <laughs> no, my internet keeps telling me it's, it's on shaky ground. I right. said, bro, just like the Cardinals ground. offense
1: right now. It's just- exactly.
0: Exactly. I don't know what the deal is. It's only when I do this podcast. Uh, Eagles defense, I think, is going to win the day, though, for them. I definitely like Philadelphia to cover. I like Philadelphia to win. Uh, I think this might be a high total, though.
1: 49. Yeah. I could see it going over that. Yeah. What do you Uh, think? I would stay away because I think 50 is the number that I I wrote down when I was looking at these lines. So that's just not a a big enough differential for me. But, yeah, I agree. Philadelphia to win and cover.
0: All right, so stay Our, away from the total, play the uh play the line. That's what yes, we're saying.
1: Okay? Yes. Next up, Sunday night football game in my lock of the week. Are you ready? Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are 3 point favorites in this game. Mhm. And I'm taking the Bengals to cover and win outright.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're going a little bit off last year in the matchups last year. I and I, this is a problem for the Ravens because the secondary just does not play well.
1: No, and, and then yeah. on top of that, Baltimore's offense can be really hit or miss, as we saw last week. And now they have an injury to Rashad Bateman, their number one receiver. I just, I just don't know if they can consistently sustain drives in this game. That's why I'm taking the Bengals.
0: That wasn't a stout receiver core to begin with oh. coming into this season. That oh. was probably a, at least bottom 10, if not worse. Yes. Um, I think the key matchup in this game is the Ravens front seven, their blitz packages and yeah. concepts, sorry, mm-hmm. against the Bengals front five. Uh, I think that really is the matchup that's going to determine this game. The Bengals offensive line gives Joe Burrow time to throw. The Bengals win, and the Bengals win by 10 or more. Uh, if not, it could get dangerous. Um, and I say this because the Bengals offensive line has not looked great, but they didn't look great at the beginning of last year either. No, the no. difference is they have what four new starters, I think. Yeah, It's going to take them a uh, while. Right? Year over year. Yep. Yep. Uh, wouldn't be a, this is definitely the kind of game. You don't need to run Joe Mixon all the time, but 17 carries. And i like to see some draws make those Ravens pass rushers have to think. And then it's going to open up things down the field because of that
1: it should also mention Ravens are coming off a very physical game against Buffalo last week. Right. Bengals coming off 10 days rest. I would assume they're going to be a little bit fresher in this one. Uh, last thing. What an awesome Sunday night game. Like this is, this is going to be a fun game to watch of all the games on Sunday. This is probably the game that I'm the most excited to watch.
0: What's the total on this? 48? 48, 48 I was going to guess 48 and a half. And I didn't, because I feel like I've been saying half
1: on all of them. Mm -hmm. Doggone it. Okay, uh, let's go. Monday night. Monday night football. Uh, Another fun divisional matchup. The Las Vegas Raiders against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, only seven-point favorites in this game. I'll take
0: the Chiefs to win and cover. Kind of unfair for the Chiefs. They get big-time rest for the Tampa Bay game. They get Tampa Bay, right? Because didn't Kansas City play Thursday night the week before? Or am I misremembering uh, that?
1: that was, they played week two.
0: No, you're right. You're right. You're right. They had 10 days rest for the Colts. Then they play a Colts team that they don't fare well. They get to play an opponent whose travel who, who didn't even know where their game was going to be mm-hmm. Sunday night or what was going on in Tampa Bay. Now they get an extra day's rest to play against the Raiders who haven't looked very good. I think Kansas City is getting a little bit fortunate here with the uh, circumstances. All that said, I think they cover. I think they win. Um, Does the Raiders offense, or can the Raiders offense, Marcus, keep up with Kansas City in this game? That's really the question, isn't it?
1: For a while, yeah, I think they can. Uh, We've seen them do it before with John Gruden, right? They were able to score in the upper 30s and low 40s. Pretty frequently, Derek Carr typically does play well against the Chiefs, but I I really worry about the secondary of the Raiders. They've got a lot of injuries there. I just I don't see them being able to hold up all game long.
0: I don't either. And, and um, you know, Derek Carr has been tough to trust so far this year. The the connection with Devontae Adams has been mm-hmm. hit and miss. I like that they used uh, Josh Jacobs last week. Um, he looks
1: awesome, by the way. This is the best I've ever seen Josh Jacobs play
0: then why did everybody treat him like he's like a garbage player that's the thing i can't understand
1: because uh, this regime regime didn't draft him right
0: okay maybe maybe so but even when people were talking about mayock and gruden and saying that they missed on every single pick that was high
1: that's not true it's not true but the problem is when you draft a running back in the first round oh here we go the guy's got to be awesome, right? And while Josh Grab Jacobs, your coffee mug. Jacobs has been a really good player. It's just he hasn't been a great player.
0: Grab your coffee mug. Where uh, is
1: it? I know. I left it at the church. I brought it to Sunday school classroom.
0: Oh, way to virtue signal.
1: <laughs> I did. I have yeah. it. Yeah. Never mind. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go. If you were so,
0: being such a good man, you wouldn't bag
1: on every running back. Well, no, that's fun. Uh, let's go through right. the games. Colts at Broncos okay. Thursday Night Football. We like the Broncos to win and cover. Giants, Packers. Uh, Elliot will not watch this game because he'll still be in his PJs. I'm taking the Packers to win and cover, and so will Elliot. Cinnamon. Ste- toast crunch. Steelers, Bills. We both like the Steelers to cover that spread, and neither of us would be surprised if the Steelers kind of pull off an upset he- here, but I think we're both picking the Bills, just for the record. Yes. Chargers-Browns, I'm taking the Browns to win and cover. Elliott's taking the Chargers to win in cover, although he's oh, he's flip-flopping I a little hate bit. That. Such a I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, Go ahead. Keep going. Bears at Vikings. Um, it's a tough line because it's the Vikings minus seven, but we both like the Vikings to win outright. Lions at Patriots. Go ahead, fence-sitter. <sighs> i'll take the lions plus three i guess i don't know
0: yeah there was no way you're gonna take zappy there was no way after what I, you said about him on our it, last podcast well yes
1: maybe his arm a a alarm. you told uh, him he
0: made cooper rush look like patrick mahomes
1: have you ever seen that That's movie he told rookie you, of the year. you told me have you ever seen that movie rookie of the year where the kid breaks his arm and uh way to go he, morbid yeah, no, he breaks his arm and then he's able to throw like fastballs like 150 miles an hour and he gets a, a major league contract. That's what needs to happen to Bailey Zappy. He needs one of those surgeries. Uh, Seattle, Seattle Saints, uh, we are both taking the Saints to win, but stay away from that Oy. five and a half point line. Oy. Right? yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dolphins, Jets, we both like the Dolphins to win in cover. Falcons, Bucks, we both like the Bucks to win in cover, even though that spread is enormous. Titans, Washington, we're not watching this game, but we're gonna take the Titans to win and cover with blind confidence. <laughs> Texans, Jags. Uh, we like the Jags to win and we're we're kind of what sheepishly, sheepishly taking the Jaguars to cover. Yes. Or the uh, Jaguars. Yeah. Why it's Jaguars, Jaguars. Uh 49ers, Panthers. We're taking the 49ers to win and cover. Cowboys, Rams. We like the Rams to win. You like the Cowboys to cover. I'm staying away because I am a coward. Eagles-Cardinals, uh, we both like the Eagles to win and cover. Bengals-Ravens, we like the Bengals to pull off the upset and win this game outright. Raiders-Chiefs, we both like the Chiefs to win and cover.
0: All right, so what are we doing? What's our parlay? Come on.
1: I don't have a good parlay this week. What? But if I had to, if I had to. Shenanigans, shenanigans. <laughs> If I had Go to, ahead. I would just I would just do money line on the the Bengals and Chiefs.
0: Well, how about a ten thousand dollars bet? Okay, forty ers to win and cover at Carolina. Ooh, to win and
1: cover. Hmm. Mm. I don't hate it. I I just have a, such a hard time seeing the 49ers win that game. However.
0: That you was have a hard re- time
1: seeing the 49ers win against the Panthers? Oh, sorry, the Panthers winning that game. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. I will say, that was a really physical game on Monday night. Sometimes you'll have these where I, I remember the, the Steelers and Ravens used to have this happen all the time. They would play a super physical Sunday night game. And then next week, both teams would lose to much inferior opponents, right? Because they're just so beat up. But I'm with you. So, what I mean, we could pick another one. No, no, you're you're good. You're good. What if we do this? What if we just do the 49ers money line? We do the Mm -hmm. Bengals money line and the Chiefs money line. Those are three games at plus 350 odds. You bet 100 you win with, we win 350. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll
0: take it. I'll take it. Uh, Boy, I'm still wavering on Chargers Browns. Golly, that game. That's the hardest one to make this week. Yeah, mine's tight. What's the one Washington. that's the hardest? <laughs> that one's only hard for you because you just don't want to watch any of it. Oh,
1: yes, that's true.
0: By the way, talk about uniform matchups. I really don't need to see that one. That one. Yeah, that, that one times a thousand. Yeah. Do you know what's a great uniform matchup that we didn't even mention? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Raiders at Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. It's always been
1: great. Always been great.
0: It's great either way. Chiefs at Raiders is a- amazing. Raiders at Chiefs is amazing. Um, all right, I'm going to stick so, with the Chargers. All right. I'm yep. going to stick with it. Okay, I'm done. I'll give you the last word.
1: Uh, yeah, just wanted to mention really quickly, Cole Beasley retired today from the NFL. I know he played with Tampa Bay, was it, la- last week. Uh, decided yep. to step away. So I want to say, what an awesome career that he had. He was an undrafted free agent uh, with the Cowboys who quit on the team uh, as a rookie and didn't think he was going to make it. So some of the leaders on the team went to his house after practice, after he quit and he convinced them to come back. He ended up making the roster, contributed a little bit as a rookie. Uh, but by 2014, he was a big part of the Cowboys offense. He became a uh, all pro, a second team, all pro with the bills later in his career. Uh, just that's, I think that's why I love football so much is you can get somebody that nobody's heard of, you know, develop into a role and, You know, now he had an 11-year career, almost 6,000 career receiving yards. What a career, Cole Beasley. You know where he went to college? SMU, baby.
0: That's correct. And what's really kind of cool about that is even in the early 2000s, I think Beasley came out in 11 or 12. 2011. Yeah. You know, SMU, when it got the death penalty uh, in 1987, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Pony XS on ESPN. 30 for 30. I remember that when they got the death penalty and that program was crud for years. They could not field a competitive team and and the NCAA never wanted, no one ever wanted the NCAA really to even do that again to another school because SMU had been really good in the eighties. Of course they paid for it, but Mm -hmm. uh, so to see a guy come out of SMU and he's not the only one, but to see a guy come out uh, from SMU around that era uh, where they were finally getting a little bit more competitive and then be able to su- succeed in Dallas. If y'all don't know, SMU is the university that's in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And Beasley, even though he's become a little bit of an unpopular player in the last few years with some of his takes, was actually a very
1: popular player Still is uh, 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 for the Cowboys because of how hard he played. We we should also mention that the the SMU has had two NFL receivers retire over the last month in Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. Both those guys made a living in the slot, played with some pretty good quarterbacks. Uh, Congratulations to both uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley.
0: Yeah. Hey, Sanders could play, man. Yeah. Uh, I I know we're talking about Cole Beasley, but Emmanuel Sanders had a really good career. Um, I always liked him a lot. Uh, Beasley was clutch. Sometimes I wonder if that Dez play, they shouldn't have gone to Beasley
1: on like, you know, little slant. Can I also say Beasley had some really cool quarterbacks that he played with in his career. Like he spent the majority of his career playing with Tony Romo, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, and Tom Brady. And as we know, those guys combined for about seven Super Bowl wins and three MVPs. It's just incredible.
0: You're missing a big one, a real big one. Kyle Orton for one game at the (laughs) close of the – yeah. Uh good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Uh for more Cowboys takes, you can get more than just Colby, so that's what we're saying. Just here. like that uh, to...
1: Just like the that Super Bowl take, right? Four four quarterbacks combined for seven Super Bowl wins. It's pretty impressive. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. We're good. All Let's right. Go. Yeah, we well,
0: you can you could get more not fun facts like that from uh Marcus's Twitter feed at ah. At Marcus underscore Mosher, he hosts Locked On Cowboys with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow, and he covers the Raiders for USA Today. I am at Harrison NFL on Twitter, and I am right. Our our keyboard player, our Nintendo keyboard. Oh, there he is. There he is. Just waiting for that. Hey, you guys have a great day. We're gonna we're gonna do a Thursday night post, Marcus. Sure. All right. We'll talk to y'all Thursday night. Y'all take care.